the fact that 100 people are standing up and shouting at the Federalist Society tells me that something there is on target. If you're for free speech, well, then just shout it out. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle brought to you by the faithful members at BillWhittle.com. These are the kind of people who, if they were watching this video right now, would be hitting like buttons and subscribing to things and hitting notification bells and stuff like that. If you're that kind of person... Do all those things to prove that you're worthy of membership at BillWhittle.com and then go over and join. Push all the buttons. Just everything you can. Just keep pressing buttons until something happens. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, there was an incident at Yale Law School earlier this month uh, where the Federalist Society was having an event and some protesters decided that they didn't like what was being said from the stage and they decided about 100 of them to uh, heckle and basically shout down the speakers. And so they did that, and that's normal. We expect that. After all, that's what law school is all about, isn't it? Just shutting down people who are trying to express their opinions. So the interesting thing about this story is that a federal judge followed up that incident with a note to colleagues that basically said, you should find out who the students were involved, who were involved in this incident at Yale Law School, and just make sure they don't become one of your interns later on. And that was the unusual thing about it. But Stephen Green, I couldn't help with my rampant runaway imagination to think of a day when the left will be making the following argument. The argument is this. If free speech means I can stand up and say anything I want, then free speech also means that I can stand up and say anything I want at the same time that you're saying it. In other words, it's free speech (laughs) to shout you down. And now this only comes into play if there's some connection with the federal government. So at universities, typically when they've wanted to appeal to any kind of constitutional uh, codicil, they've connected it with some sort of federal funding. So if students are going to the university on federal funding, if the university receives federal grant money or anything like that for projects, for research, uh, then therefore the federal government is involved and free speech must be protected at that institution. Um, Steve, why am I wrong that people on the left are going to be making this argument in, I'm saying, less than three years? Well, uh, despite what I said on the the backstage show that is uh, very special and available only to BillLittle.com members, I, I made some quick quip about there not being any clever leftists, but clearly that's that's not true. I'm sure there's one somewhere. We just haven't found him yet. But the reason this isn't going to happen, the reason they're not going to make this clever free speech argument is the left no longer believes in free speech. It will not occur to them to make this argument, this clever sort of turning free speech on its head thing, because they don't support it. And they're they're very blatant about it. Um, we went from uh, the left used to be liberal in the old fashioned sense. Uh, and I would have disagreed with them on pretty much every policy they would want to enact from, say, uh, Woodrow Wilson through, well, ever. But when it when it came to speech issues, the left was actually liberal. Um, I don't think Lenny Bruce was a particularly uh, conservative guy. I know Tom Lair wasn't. Um, just just to give two examples off the top of my head uh, from from the sort of uh, golden age of of American liberalism. Um, but they're both very funny, very smart, very entertaining guys. Um, 
But leftism has become about shouting people down. This, this is what they want to do. And what's more interesting than one, one judge saying uh, to other judges, maybe you don't want to hire these people to clerk for you, is that other judges are already doing this. Uh, I saw an item on Instapundit today. We're taping this on Tuesday. I'm a contributor there. Glenn Reynolds is still the man. But Glenn Reynolds is, if I remember correctly, a Yale Law School grad. So this is this is his alma mater that he talks about. And he put up an item where federal judges used to hire for their clerks about 30 percent of each year's Yale Law School graduating class. Think about that. Wow. If you get this degree, you have a one in three chance just about of getting a clerkship with a federal judge. That's a big deal. That's why people pay the big bucks to go to Yale Law. Except over the last couple, three years, that 30% number has been trending down while other schools, uh, including University of Chicago, where they still respect some free speech, has been trending upwards. So that fancy, pricey Yale Law degree does not mean what it once did. And the reason is the shouting down students and the uh, professors and the administrators who encourage them and tolerate them. Bill Whittle, there has been some suggestion that the students might make the argument if they were being considered for clerkship and then this red flag popped up and said, oh, you were involved in this protest, that uh, one argument they could make was that it was a youthful indiscretion. However, by the time you get to law school, uh, this is after college. So you're already in your early to mid-20s uh, at law school. So it's not exactly like you're a you know, 19-year-old kid fresh out of high school uh, that's engaged in this. Uh, but I could see some passionate young man saying, uh, listen, Your Honor, um, I was involved in an issue that I really cared about, and I wasn't going to let the Federalist Society come onto our campus unopposed and express their horrendous views. So I decided to stand up for what I believed in, took that risk, stepped out. And so I think you should see in me the potential for leadership and discernment and being a man of action. Why shouldn't a federal judge hire a person like that who's willing to take a personal risk in order to do what he believes? Well, I'm not a federal judge, but I do play one on the internet. Um, and if and if I, if you were making that case to me, youthful indiscretion is one of the is one of the few mitigating things that I would consider if I was talking about hire somebody. But but the one thing that's missing from that excellent um, explanation you just gave was I was wrong and I'm sorry. Um, if if you had added those two things, then I would have said, okay, great. Everybody does stupid things in college. Everybody does. And and that shouldn't be held against you. If you understand that you were acting like a Philistine, I was acting like a Philistine when I was in college, too. That's what you do when you're in college. You get passionately excited about things you know nothing about. And so you're wrong most of the time. If you're coming to me and saying, Your Honor, or, or, or Mr. Judge, or whatever the case may be, Yes, I was part of that shouting down protest, but I was an ignorant child then, and and uh, and I regret that action. Then I say, hey, fantastic, hired. But they won't, um, and and they won't because they don't see anything wrong with it. And the people who are who are running the college don't see anything wrong with it. That's why there's not going to be a big wake wake up call for these for these people. They're not going to suddenly realize as I did that my God, I was wrong about everything, and I was so bloody. Uh, loud about being wrong about so many things is actually embarrassing to me. But they'll never have that realization because the people who should be straightening them out are are egging them on. 
You know, one of the things that just hits me so hard on a, on a nearly daily basis is when you're talking about these young progressives, it's amazing to me, really, how much they deserve the totalitarian, authoritarian future that they are bringing about on themselves that we are trying so hard to prevent as conservatives. You know what I mean? It's like, here we are, here we are putting our, 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 all of our sweat and toil into the effort to prevent the future that they are trying so hard to bring about onto themselves. In other words, the people who are, who are shouting down speakers, and thinking that this is okay, the people who are smashing windows and thinking that this is what a peaceful protest is, these people, if these people get the world that they that they are trying to build, then they'll regret it, then it'll be too late. So I'll just answer this finally by saying this, anytime I issue one of my scorching personal judgments about anything that I don't like, which is what I do nine or 10 times an hour, I do at least have the intellectual courage and honesty to say, how would I feel if those same judgments were applied to me. So let me just give you one quick example. There's no question that YouTube has 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 taken down our videos. There's no question that they've dialed down our views. There's no question. All of that is all absolutely true. Is YouTube taking away my freedom of speech? No, they are not. It is a private platform that I agreed to. They are hosting my videos on their server based on an on a end user agreement that I agreed to. It is their personal private property. So they are not limiting my freedom of speech by suppressing my videos. I can put my videos somewhere else. Likewise, if you are in a, a lecture hall at a university and somebody is speaking and you get up and start trying to shout them down, you being escorted out of the building, which doesn't happen anymore, but yeah. if you are escorted out of the building, we are not depriving you of your freedom of speech. You can go outside and shout all you want to. This is private property. This is a private event that is presumably here for your uh, elucidation. But since you don't know what that word means, go shout at the wall outside. Your freedom of speech is not being deprived. We had this exact same discussion with Colin Kaepernick and the taking a knee, right? If you want to take a knee outside the stadium and protest the national anthem, that's your business. But you don't get to do it in the uniform of an NFL team if I'm the owner of that team, right? You're on you're on private time now. And so this whole argument is is moot and stupid. And it's basically just an excuse to continue boorish adolescent behavior until the day they die. Well, if I were coming to your college campus and I was going to be part of a panel discussion on the relative merits of the manual typewriter versus the electric typewriter, and we were going to have a discussion about this for 90 minutes to two hours, um, my guess is that not much of a crowd would assemble to protest what we were about to say, uh, nor would much of a crowd assemble to hear what we were about to say. <laughs> um, and, and there's a reason for that, and that is that the topic is not germane to the moment. Um, it is not affecting anybody's life right now. Um, and I'll just finish by saying this. There are, um, as I understand it, uh, in military aircraft, some um, defensive mechanisms that allow a jet to, to throw off some uh, matter as it's flying when it's being Chef. shot at by a, a missile from the enemy. 
And uh, the reason you do that is because you want the missile to be dis- to be diverted or to hit that chaff and to to explode. Um, but the the only reason why you would deploy the chaff is because the missile is on target. And the fact that a hundred people are standing up and shouting at the Federalist Society tells me that something there is on target. And I read this as an altogether salutary sign for the Republic. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 